Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New York, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Happy Christmas Eve, Eve. Christmas Eve, Eve. Look at you. You're all in your festive Christmas gear. Get your Miller Lite sweater, sweater shirt, your Santa hat. Now, uh... We got to get right to it since you're coming to us live from Cincinnati, Ohio, or as Joe Burrow calls it, the most boring place on planet Earth. He he's now he now has your Cincinnati Bengals as Super Bowl favorites because basically he's saying you can't get pro, you can't get COVID and be in COVID protocols in Cincinnati because there's just nothing to do. That's how we're starting the show, huh? Yeah, man. I mean. Well, can, can Randy get a Ruther? Can Randy Ruther get a what are we doing in Cincinnati? It's funny. He texted me and I said, we probably won't. Talk. I was like, well, what's the news here? Like. He, to me, he didn't, you know, Joe Burrow is basically saying quality of life is what's going to keep their roster full. Well, to me, what he said was nothing surprising. Right. I, I'll just play it for anybody who missed it. This is. This is what he said yesterday at a press conference, because right now COVID is ravaging all sports, including the NFL. The Bengals only have one player on the COVID list. So this was his response to that. You know, we're doing a great job with our COVID protocols. Fortunately, there's not a ton to do in Cincinnati, so it's not, you know, nobody's going out to clubs and bars and getting COVID every weekend. Um, but we, we're, we've been healthy. And, you know, we're doing a great I mean, if anybody was offended by that, like what? I don't think anybody's offended by it, right? Were there people offended by it? I don't know, according to Randy Ruther, but I didn't I didn't see many people because it's it's a Midwest town. All he's saying right. is it's not New York, it's not Chicago, it's not LA, it's not Miami, it's not a yeah, big city. It's not San Francisco, it's not Phoenix, yeah. it's not yeah. Dallas, Texas, it's not Seattle, it's not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, Tampa, I mean, Florida. I mean, yeah, it's not Charlotte, North Carolina, it's not Buffalo, New York. Really putting us behind Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm starting to wonder, like, wait, why does Cincinnati have a football team? What do you mean? Why do we have a football team? Um, we have a football team because uh, football is very important for the state of Ohio. Come on. Yeah, it's not Cleveland, Ohio. The, the largest city act fired. Well, the largest city population wise, you'd probably be surprised. And since in uh, Ohio is Columbus. Where do you think Cincinnati is? As I, as I pull it up right now in Ohio. Fourth. No, it's third, but it, it's funny. If you do just Columbus, Cleveland. Cincinnati Columbus 
Columbus proper. This is this is a stat I'm shocked at. I pulled up Wikipedia. Columbus proper. Again, this is within the city limits. This is where it gets, you know, as you know, with L.A. Usually you include all of greater L.A. Like northern Kentucky is basically Cincinnati, a lot of it. But proper within city limits. Columbus, Ohio is the 14th largest city in the country. Within city limits. Now, I don't know how that would, again, mean proper. I don't think there's much outside that. Right. That's that's shocking, though. Because Cincinnati within proper is not that big. Since Cincinnati within proper is the 65 biggest city. But that's only 309,000 people. Again, if you go within like a half hour outside, and it probably adds up quickly around like a couple million. But like, like proper, St. Louis is only 69th. It's behind Cincinnati. Right. But we all know, I mean, you've been to St. Louis much. Like it's since St. Louis is bigger than Cincinnati because you get to expand. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I, I, I did laugh. I did laugh what Joe Burrow said because somebody posted on Reddit and somebody was like, dude, they, they took what, what, what is it when you take another Reddit forum and then you make it like your own? Does that makes sense. No idea. Yeah. Reposting or something so like a dirtball did that on the dirty sports Reddit and they had a funny comment like. Dude, look at the comments on this Reddit thread of what Burrow said. The third comment down is like, yeah, man, Kings Island is only open a few times a year, like a few months a year. That was a legit comment somebody put. A legit comment somebody put was like, yeah, population's kind of taking a hit since Harambe. Yeah, it's true, man. Never forget. I haven't forgotten. Do you think, you, do you think I have held on to the Harambe thing more than anyone in the world? There's probably somebody else out there who's just like a weirdo gorilla freak that's not doing it as a joke. But yeah, you're, I bet you're in the top five. Right? Yeah. You're like, you're, you are to Harambe memorializing what Cincinnati is to the state of Ohio. You're like a, you're like easily third, but it probably falls off pretty quickly after that. I, you know, but I wouldn't like put what's fourth, Akron. I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put Cincinnati third. I, I, you know, first of all, Columbus. We're not going to go too far now. We're already doing too much on this right now. Columbus, aesthetically. Do they, even, do they even have chili bowls there? I don't know. But like Cincinnati is way prettier with the river and the hills and the, the Columbus is. I don't know. I feel like this is a question for Yoshi. Because he does tours of terrible spots. Yeah. We need Yoshi to tell us like what's more interesting. He's like, oh, uh, Bella Danger did her first anal scene in Cincinnati. It's easily higher on the list. He called me today. He, I didn't pick up. I was coaching this morning when he called. Ron Jeremy's first rape was in Columbus, though, so <laughs> hard to say. He's unbelievable. I, th- I think I feel like he's around here. That's why he's calling me. Who knows? How's New York going? <laughs> it's great. Let's talk about let's talk about a different state. I I got up this morning and uh, babysat my nephew for a couple hours, one and a half year old. I, I I put it on Twitter. Said, fed him donuts, let him watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. He barely made a peep. Parenting's like easy. Am I the Michael Jordan of parenting? Jesus, I feed him donuts. Yeah, give him a donut. One and a half. They're eating donuts at that point. Dude, this kid eats everything. Kids eating chicken tenders and broccoli and watching TV. He's counting. You know, I was like, count how many donuts you're eating. He's like, one, two, three, four. 
I, I cut him up. I cut him off at 20 donuts. Cause he doesn't, you know, he can't get, he can't count over 20. And you don't want him having diabetes before. Two. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. You and know. listen, he hasn't even started exercising. We'll worry about him being overweight when he's abandoning his exercise regime. But right now we haven't even started that process. Yeah. We're on the swing, you know, that's a tough age though. I, I mean, I I'm on record saying I think kids kind of suck until they're like two and a half. I mean, it's great. I I literally sat on the couch. He was like, milk. I was like, yeah, I can get you some milk, doc. Here's some milk. Sit here. Chill. Like, basically, you know, if it wasn't 8.52 a.m., I would have had a cold Miller Lite sat next to him. We would have have drank our favorite liquids and watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse together. What's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? I don't know. You know, it's Mickey Mouse and the whole gang, and they're going on little adventures, solving puzzles. You know, Goofy was doing magic, made Pluto's doghouse disappear. They had to find it. It was wild. Dude, the old school, like, cartoons were pretty good, man. Like Mickey and, you know, Donald Duck. Oh, somewhere Maharis is like, finally, you're coming around. Yeah, Mickey's the king. You're like, all right, all right, Twerks, relax. Do you think Twerks will do like a Mickey Minnie Mouse themed wedding? Oh, for sure, right? Definitely, definitely going like honeymoon at Epcot. Yeah. He's like, babe, why would we go to Japan when we can just go to Epcot, go to Japan and China and Australia and London? She's like, you're so right. Dude, I, I have to, speaking of Disney. I have to say that I don't have to, but I will. My little brother, you want to hear one of the worst takes of all time. He's going to hate that I'm airing this out, but I don't care because he listens. He claimed the other dude, dude, all time take. Like he got destroyed for this. He claims the four new Star Wars Disney movies. This is, I don't even think you should finish. Dude, this is, this is literally blasphemy are better than the original. No, no, unacceptable. Yeah. Listen, the tr- the prequels were less than good. These ones have been like, fine, enjoyable at times. The three original were great. I mean, that's, ins- that's reckless. The American Film Institute, not that this means everything, but I, I put a lot of weight into the American Film Institute. It's their whole job. Ranks the original Star Wars as the 15th best movie of all time. Like, and Empire Strikes Back, like those movies were getting Oscar nominations. He claims, I got to go one step further. And then he went on to claim. We were like, okay, he's been drinking. This was before the Xavier Cincinnati basketball game, you know, whatever, you know, he's, he's had a, he's had a few drinks, whatever, but he, but he double tripled down it the next day via text. He still claims, and this was even more egregious of a comment. He claims revenge of the Sith is the best Star no. Wars movie. Yes. What? And that's not even a Disney one. I mean, I'm, I'm just picturing like the five brothers hanging out. And, you know, you guys sitting there and he's like, 
Revenge of the Sith is the best of all. And you just you guys are just screaming at each other. And then your other brother walks in. He's like, hey, I'm going to take this uh, toenail clipper if everybody's cool with it. And you're like, what is what is happening? In this, place? this was just me. Brad's like, OK, listen, I'm writing a letter to Disney and the toenail company about this right now. This is unacceptable. I'll be back. I have some letters to write. It was myself and my brother, Greg, who were present for this. No other brothers, but like, I, I think it's honestly the worst, what you would call it, movie, pop culture. Revenge of the Sith is the third of the prequels, right? Correct. It's hey, look, hey, look, it's not it's, terrible. It's, it's, it's entertaining. It's not terrible. It was the best of the prequels. I agree. By a long shot. I agree. But I don't even think that's in the top seven so yeah like like so we started ranking them like i would put i think the last i think the last movie was that the rise of skywalker yeah it was probably the best of the three that they've done since 2015 okay would you agree with that yeah i didn't i i've watched them all like once so hard for me to like whatever i i remember not loving like the ending of that which one did uh Spoiler. Uh, which one did Solo die in? That's the, the first one. Of the, third? the first Force, one. Force Awakens. I did like that one. I like that. That reminded me that had that had like Empire Strikes Back vibes where like terrible things happen. And you're like, yeah, heartbreaking, terribleness. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to rewatch all those. But Revenge of the Sith, he, he kept going back to the the fight scene between Anakin and Obi-Wan and how great it was. And the knock, I don't know if you noticed the knock on that, on those was too much CGI. And I don't know if you know this in the most recent three, you, do you know, they stopped doing CGI because yeah. they thought it looked too bad. So they said, we're going to get, get away from the CGI on the yeah. most recent three because of those reasons. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I think I think I think he should go to jail for this kind of take. Like, I, I agree. Like there should be imprisonment involved. To claim that the last three are the best and also that revenge. I think should, I think he should be a frozen carbonite for up to 18 months <laughs> with parole after a year. I like it. I like it. Can't wait till he hears this. <laughs> I mean. The the yeah, both those takes are I which 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 is a worse take that the that the Disney three are better than the original three or that then he just comes in out of nowhere with the prequel. One of the prequels is the best of them all. That's what my brother Greg said. He goes, you're actually contradicting yourself. Yeah, you're saying the last three are the best three and the same token. You're saying Revenge of the Sith. Oh, and then he was so hung up on Mark Hamill's acting. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Okay. Which I disagree with, by the way. I mean, he's not the best actor of he's the not bunch, the best. but like he's not the best, but I mean, come on. I, I I you know, just he's definitely the weakest actor, but to just sit there and destroy his actor. Also, he's in the last three. So what are you talking about? Exactly. He's yeah. like, ah, he's like, I, this, I know this is going to come as a hot take, 
But those Mark Hamill, Patrick Stewart, Uber Eats commercials are the best of the trilogy. Like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. A very Star Wars Christmas is still the best Star Wars product. You're like, what? I am excited for the Obi-Wan story on Disney Plus. That'll be bomb. Right. And and the yeah. Boba Fett looks good. Yeah. I don't think I need the Boba Fett, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. We'll see. You know me. I, I, had, to, I had to slog my way through the Mandalorian. The Obi-Wan thing will be great because they're bringing like Darth Vader will be will be in scenes. Yeah. So so Hayden Christensen's coming. He's back. Back from the dead. So I used to. So when I worked at Hotel Oceana, you and McGregor used to always stay there and his family would come and stay because he didn't. He doesn't live in L.A. He still lives in the mm-hmm. U.K. So like not to put not to put Obi-Wan on blast. Not the best tipper. There we go. Not the best tipper. Not the best yeah. tipper. I'm just saying, like, like, you know, especially for him, he'd fly in with his family and they're bringing a lot of luggage, right? They're coming from the UK. They're staying for sometimes you're putting in his room. He's giving you nothing. And then on the way out, he's like, 5% is actually a very generous (laughs) amount. You're like, 5% is a very generous amount. That is solely for the YouTube crowd. You just did there. That's a great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, not to destroy the guy, but I am right now. Yeah. I think he's, I like him in the movies. I think he's a great actor. Not the best tipper. Then again, he's from the UK. Right. You know, like I'd be happier. He's from the UK. He's also very rich. Yeah. True. Now, what is not that good a tipper look like when you're like a bellhop? I think it depends on the person. Right. Like, like him. Like you said, I know how successful he is. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. And like for me, it's cool to deal, you know, especially when somebody. So you're putting your he's calm. He's got family. You put all the bags on like a rack. Yeah. Push that up. Check multiple racks. Yeah, probably probably two for him. I can't even remember the room I checked him. But like someone like him. Are we talking about like 20 bucks is chill? I'd be chill with 20 bucks. So he's coming in at less than 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. He's throwing you pocket. He's throwing you like whatever singles he's got. He's on. throwing like two or three singles or a five. <sighs> and and you got to remember when you when you're a bellhop at a place like this, too, it's not even just checking them in. It's like, hey, here's this. You know, you're showing around the room. You're a lot of times you're you're, you're doing anything. So, like, let's say he gets a movie he's like, script. remember, don't put anybody through and they unless they ask for Benjamin Kenobi, <laughs> Benjamin <laughs> Kenobi. No one can just call and ask for Mr. McGregor. Old Ben also acceptable. Yeah. And by the way, like you put me through to old Ben's room. Pleasantly nice guy. I'm saying like nice guy. I, I don't want to say he's a, he's like he's not a dick. Yeah. Nice guy. He was always nice to us. So I'm just saying he's not the best tipper. That's I mean, you're just telling it like it is. Yeah. And again, I mean. You know, we, we you're right. We can use the UK thing, but he's probably traveling to Los Angeles a pretty fair. Like he stayed there multiple times when I worked there. Like you know the routine. My point is of the states, and I didn't put on this. We'd wear a vest and a tie and all this. I didn't put all that on. We getting two bucks from Obi Wan Kenobi. Please give me a lightsaber or something. 
Like that would have been bomb. Here, dude, here's a here's an original figure of me or something. Here's a lightsaber. This guy gives me like two pounds or something. I gotta translate currency. As you can see, it's the Christmas episode. We're off. We're off and running, Joe Prano. One of my best Christmases, I will say, was getting tons of Star Wars figures as a kid. I, I had them in a C-3PO storm. Oh, I re- yep. I very much remember that. I had, a a C- I had a C-3PO case, and I also had a Darth Vader case. And it was like their bust. It was like they're half yes. their, halfway up their chest and their head flipped open. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It was like a NFL Hall of Fame bust. Yeah. It was pretty great. Definitely good. Yeah, I mean, I remember my, my, I would say my signature Christmas gift memory as a kid was coming downstairs to the hall of justice and multiple DC action figures. It's probably my signature moment. I was like, wow, I have the entire hall of justice. This is, we're going to have some meetings. We are going to get together with some superhero, some superhero board meetings are going to happen. Yeah. That's great, man. That's it's always those Christmases that you remember. And I remember once my brother gave me a a sword. It was a, it was a a plastic sword, but it was a Chuck Norris. Like, did you know he had like his own toy line or something? It was a Chuck Chuck Norris. It was a Chuck Norris sword. And I loved it. There's a, there's a picture of me holding it in the, in the Christmas family photo. I'm the only one holding a toy and I'm in the back on the fireplace on the little, you know, holding this Chuck Norris sword. Chuck Norris made all of the swords by hand. Yeah. He didn't use Chinese labor. No. Actually, he did it in between scenes. Yes, exactly. Of, of, of the movies that he was on. All right. Are we going to get to any sports today? Or are we just, we're going to talk some Christmas stuff. We can get to sports. There's, there's, there's some things to get to. Let's do it. Let's get to sports. Sports are canceled because. Oh, Omarosa is running rampant. Is that what it's called in Spanish? Uh, Omarian. I thought it was Omicron. Have I been reading this wrong um, all the time? Yeah. Omicron. It's Omicron. It's Omicron. That shows how, dude, that shows how little I've paid attention. I literally don't even know the names of the variants. We should just just name this episode Omicron Kenobi is a terrible tipper. I like, what did you say? A very Star Wars Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was a Star Wars Christmas special, right? Back in the day, there was, really? a, it was a TV special. It was like a very Star Wars Christmas or like this, the Star Wars Christmas special. I didn't know about that. Yeah. It's generally ranked as the worst thing ever produced from the Star Wars universe. Except according to your brother, who, of course, has a third after Revenge of the Sith. And whatever else. God, yeah. God knows what else. Well, and the Clone Wars or whatever. Well, college football has a plan. You'll love this plan. Another classic college football. Do you know they have a plan in place uh, if the games can't be played? 
I don't know if you saw this, but college football I, has basically said COVID could determine the champion. And and how will they decide it? What's the plan? So they decided Coin this flip? they decided this week um that if one of the four semifinalists is unable to participate because of COVID, they have to forfeit and they advance to the national championship. If both teams are una- unavailable to perform, so let's say like UC gets a bad COVID outbreak and so does Alabama. Then the other two are playing for the championship? Yeah. And then... That's it. That's the champ. Sorry, I'm reading what this. If all, what if all four get it? I think they yeah, have a Notre Dame they, is champ. I think they have a contingent for that. Okay. Okay. So well, we know it's not going to be University of Cincinnati. Joe Burrow has been calling those guys trying to party the whole week. They're like, bro, we got nothing going on." Well, obviously, you can still get COVID being vaccinated. Cincinnati has the highest vaccine rate, I think. Or I don't. I don't know about Michigan. Ninety-nine point six percent of the staff and players are fully vaxxed. Alabama is 2%. No, I'm kidding. Alabama is uh, 90%. So obviously you can still get COVID even if you're vaccinated and this variant is seeming to be the problem with that. But uh, that would really suck. It would, it would put it, I mean, let's say two teams had outbreaks and then two teams were therefore eliminated and two other teams had to play for the championship. It would definitely be top 50 um, college football sham championships. It would definitely be in the, it would definitely be in the top 50 for ridiculous endings to college football seasons where teams that deserved a chance at the championship didn't get a chance to play. It, I'm, I might even go top 25. It might be top 25 sham championships. Yeah. Does it crack the top 10? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, there's, there's, I would say there's at least 10 schools that have, have claimed the national championship titles in years where they didn't get to play for a national championship. Right. Don't we have like a central Florida championship? We have an Auburn one back in the day. Yeah. I think we had a, I mean, there's at least 10 seasons where, Teams did not get to actually compete for it. And, you know. Well, so, yeah. It, yeah it, it, I'd it, say top top 20 is probably reasonable. Top 20 sham championships if the bowl games, if the playoffs are canceled for COVID. Well, and actually, if you go. If you go like way back. There's so many schools that claim championship from the same year, right? Like yeah. a team will have it on their stadium and the same team will say national champs. It's pretty funny if you think about it. The NCAA hasn't figured that out. Like they've had a problem for a hundred years about teams claiming they won the national championship. And it really doesn't matter because like let's say all these teams do get to compete and then they all get a championship. Your brother still has Revenge of the Sith as the overall champ this year, which I mean it's just a wild take. <laughs> just a wild take. It's only slightly more reckless than calling it the best Star Wars of all time. It's calling it the national championship champion in college football this year. It's so reckless, man. 
so reckless. Both these games have big spreads. I'm looking now just to see an updated. Bama's we got $25 Jersey Mike's gift card yeah. on that Bama game. It jumped a half point to Bama's favorite, but whatever. 14 for Bama, Georgia, seven and a half right now as I look on FanDuel. He's back. Sorry about that. It's all good. We lost. I don't know how, but lost internet entirely. It's all good. I said, I think the force, you all this talk of like I know Star Wars and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I, I was thinking I, I got basically COVID canceled and now you are the uh pick'em champ. It's, it's like the college football season. Well, I guess Andy's just a champ. So they won't do any games past January 14th. That's their cutoff. Okay. When is the uh the championship supposed to be I supposed think supposed to be like the eighth or something like that? I think the seventh or eighth, yeah. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, it'd almost be funny if that happened. Like, it, you know, there's guys like Matty Goldberg who like can go through sports championships forever. It's like college football is just that like 1994 was the year Auburn went undefeated and didn't get a chance to play. 97 was the year Michigan went undefeated and get a chance to play. 2021 was COVID. 2023 was the, you know, it's just, I mean, this it's is funny you bring up 94. That was a good year. Actually, I, I got a decent memory too. 94 is the year Penn State went undefeated and didn't get it. And they won the Rose Bowl. They had Kerry right. Collins, Kerry Collins, Kajana Kajana Carter. Carter, who was the receiver. It was another, another stud receiver went to the uh, NFL. Ingram. Ingram did really good in the NFL. Like they didn't get it. Cause I think that year it was Florida State and someone else played in the title. Yeah. It's like, dude, you got a team with an NFL roster and you're saying, yeah, you're right. It's pretty bad. But hey, we, I wouldn't expect anything else from the college ranks. Yeah. I think we should just get to the picks. We got some calls today. Um, before we do that. Should we do calls first? Should we do celebratory like call, mid-show calls? Oh, yeah, we could do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's get your calls. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, before we do that, I mean, Joe, look at my look at my Miller Lite sweater, man. I love it. It's a sweater shirt. It's like an old school, like bowling shirt. I'll stand up to get, get Walt a full. Walt be proud. Walt will wear that to Cherry Hill Lanes. Cherry Grove, but close. Cherry Grove Lanes cheese. Yeah. He would. He would. Guys, there's some great merch right now over at shop.millerlight.com. This bowling sweater, Christmas sweater, whatever you want to call it, short sleeves is available at shop.millerlight.com. All great items. I don't know who would not love this. If you are a beer drinker, especially if you're a Miller Lite beer drinker, um, this is what you got to get. They got some great gear. Look at Joe's hat. I'm wearing this hat. I have a, I have my sweater, which I... I was like, well, if you're going to rock the sweater today, I'll just rock the hat because I didn't want to pull out the sweater. It, my sweater, if you can believe this, is is on the side here because it's being worn either tomorrow for family Christmas Eve or family Christmas Day. I'm trying to decide which day I go bigger. Love it. Absolutely love it. So go check out all that great gear at shop.millerlife.com. Miller Lite is the perfect gift to help celebrate the holidays. Tis Miller time with friends and family. And also, get your some Miller Lite beer with the Miller Lite gear. 
See, we're rhyming over here. Beer and gear. Miller Lite Great Taste, 96 calories. Give the gift of Miller time this holiday season by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you or pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay, I like your idea. We can do a little mid call or mid show call sesh. That sound good? Sounds great. All right, let's see what we got in the docket here. Oh, we, we you know, we, we, we should start with this because we're talking movies, but we're talking specifically Star Wars. But this is a specific movie question call. Great. It's a quick hitter. I like it. So uh, let's get to it. Desert Island, you can bring three movies. Mine are Goodfellas, Shawshank, and Clerks. Hmm. That's Kyle Aronofsky from I love beautiful Tom's I mean, New Jersey. First of all, Kyle comes in, skips his whole Tom's River intro, which I demanded to do anytime he calls. Then he hits us. Kyle's getting a little too comfortable. He's not even asking us a question. He's like, he's like Desert Island, three movies. Here's mine. Out. You're like, or do you, now do you want to know ours, Kyle? Do you like to know what ours are? I'll be honest. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the efficiency of that call. I know what you're saying. You know, this isn't his first rodeo. He's not getting pork roll yid plugs in. He's not getting it. Like, yeah, I liked it. Now, three look, movies. I, I wouldn't argue his movies at all. Like three great movies. It's tough. What did he go with? He went with Goodfellas, Clerks, and what was his third? Shawshank. Shawshank. Okay. I mean, three three movies I really, really, really like. I feel like you're not as big a team Clerks as probably I am. Oh, are you kidding? I love oh, clerks. Okay, I, I mean sure. it's not it's, it's not making my desert island. Yeah, th- you know triple header, but no, I love clerks. I'm a Kevin Smith stan. Um, see, I feel like one thing is he's heavy drama, one comedy. I almost feel like you go, you 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 go you cross genres, right? Like. I'm almost thinking you go like one action, one comedy, one drama, right? Like I don't need a musical. I don't need a, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's, honestly, it's kind of tough. I mean, I'm going to let you, if, if you, you knew this call was coming, do you have your choices? Cause I'm not sure. It's funny. It is. A t- it is a tough one off the top of my head. Uh, I did know this was coming and I still didn't prepare. One I will say is animal house for me. There's my comedy. Okay. Love Animal House. It's tough to pick a comedy, but that's probably there. To be honest, possibly one of the Star Wars movies, man. Wow. Okay. Possibly New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. I like his mafia genre, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could go Goodfellas. You could go Godfather Part One or Part Two. You could go Casino. I like where your head's at, though, of picking well, a, a drama. See, I, so, 
I'm not a huge action movie guy. Me either. So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna pencil it in, and, and it's my most watched movie of all time. What about so Forrest Gump? We're, we're top gunning my action. Okay, so that's checking my action box. Now my drama and my comedy. It's tougher. Forrest Gump, yeah, Forrest Gump is good. It's long. That's why it's good. A lot of twists and turns. You know, it, it crosses many. Uh, Across as many eras. It's nice. It's a nice pick. Do you get tired of watching Forrest Gump? It's a good question. How, or I should say, you're going to get tired of watching any movie. How quickly do you get tired of watching? Yeah, I don't know. Comedy is tough as well. I mean, like for me, comedy is like probably going to be the hardest one. Do you go like a classic, like a midnight run? Do you go something that's like, you know, you go like a, you know, a modern classic, like a, like an old school where you know what you're getting and it's fun every time. Do you go with like a quirky comedy? Do I go with like a, you know, something I, I like all the thing like a Royal Tenenbaums or like a big Lebowski? Ooh. So the reason I go Animal House is because, well, first of all, I've watched, you talk about rewatching. That has never gotten old for me. And I've probably watched art, maybe that movie more than any movie in my life. I watched that movie so much in college, so much post-college. It would still make me laugh. I watched it in the last year. I'm still laughing. And now it's even funnier to me, right? Because now we've gotten that cycle of like, holy shit. Like they had holy shit scenes in that before. Now they're like, yo, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? With how the world has changed with what's appropriate and inappropriate. So, so like it that one I could literally watch all the time. You're right. Forrest Gump could be tough. Uh, like, oh, it's, it's so hard. I could also go with like a as good as it gets. That that could be like my comedy and drama. It's very difficult. I mean, I've Top Gun penciled into my action. It's hard. Karate. Easy, easy rider could be in there for me. The music's so good. So much like so pretty. The commune scene just kills me though. I hate that scene. Oh man, it's tough. Then it's like, you know, do I get do I go like a Tarantino in there? Because like those are long. Those are rewatchable. You know. Uh I don't know. It's very difficult. I'll have to get back to Kyle on that one. Yeah. Pencil me in. Pencil me in for a Top Gun as my action. I'll settle on a. Uh, I'll settle on a drama and a comedy. I just have to get I me. Mean, you're asking me to go Desert Island. You're gonna have to give me some time. Sure. And I'll put it on the Reddit. By the way, we have an update for the toilet call. 
multiple updates. This thing has taken on a turn of its own. Mason, the calls really haven't improved either. Like they've improved, oh. they, they, they've improved, but they haven't improved. Well, he is living inside the toilet. So. So this is his follow up to the toilet call. This was Sunday. Hey, boys. Ruther for What's up? You already know. It's your boy, Mason, from Minnesota. Um, I'm positive there that we don't know because I can't understand what the hell you're saying. I mean, so far, at least so so far, I mean, we were we're judging him on based on his own first call. Now he is at least like if we took his first call in the mix. Now he's just like on the on the, you know, in the upper echelon of like stone dirt ball callers who are just like, yeah, I'm laying down. You know, the rule <laughs> I'm hanging upside down because I'm a vampire. Calling you from my cave. Oh my god. All right. It, I, it gets worse though, trust me. Um, just got done listening to 789. Great episode. Love to admire Dan Sanders pop. Uh yeah, boys. Thanks for playing my call, even though I completely butchered it. Um no Fran my phone was not in the toilet, I'm sorry. Um I simply just didn't want to cold call you boys. So I, I recorded <laughs> a video on my phone, and then when I called you and played it, obviously it didn't work <laughs> out. But uh, hilarious! Thanks for playing it anyway. Wait a second, I must have missed that. Yeah. So he basically, you know, he did a couple takes of his call. He did a pre-taped call. <laughs> this is unbelievable. And then, so I assume what he did is he recorded it on his phone, and then he played that phone through an old style police megaphone and then he called and then he put the landline up to that okay <laughs> hey hey i will i'll give the dirt balls credit by the way i'll give you guys all credit you, a lot of you guys put some effort into this we've had people read off pieces of paper we'd have people like magic read off a teleprompter yeah michael magic bought a professional network news teleprompter Mason is pre-recording his calls and then playing them. Let's see what else he's got. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know what the call was about. Is so Luther's um, was making his picks. He's talking about Adam Thielen. He said D-line. Um, that Thursday game, Viking Steelers. Troy Aikman is calling Eric Kendrick. Michael Kendrick. A couple of weeks before, some commentators were calling him um, Eric Hendricks when his last name is Kendricks, and it's on the back of his jersey. So I just wanted to hear your boy's opinion on that, like last names you see and stuff. <laughs> Wait, so his call that was in the toilet that we didn't understand, and now he's clarifying. All it was is people mispronouncing NFL players and the Vikings' name. Specifically, you also calling Thielen, Feline. And Troy Aikman and someone else did it again with another player in the Vikings. So he just wants our opinion. We don't really have an opinion. Like, I fucked up his name, man. Aikman fucked up his name. All I know is I want the weed that you have, Mason. 
Yeah. You got so some good weed. Two episodes ago. Not sure if it was a joke or not. Prano called Omicron Amorosa. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was like a, a bit or if he doesn't know how to read. Um, if you'll, you'll have to apologize for how this sounds. I did an audio recording of that and then did a video. I took a video of my other, my computer playing the audio recording. And then I broadcasted that on a ham radio to my sister's house who called you guys on a rotary phone. So, you know, a couple of, uh, layers of, uh, you know, the quality loss, if you will. Uh, then I took that and I, I had it pressed onto a vinyl record and uh, I'm actually playing. You're just listening to that player right now. So my apologies if it starts skipping in the middle. I do need a new needle. Mason is unbelievable. <laughs> All right. He'll have to call Monday. Let's see if this one's any better. I mean, I, I, I need more. I need more Mason in my life. Hey, boys, Ruth and Prana. You already know it's your boy, Mason. <laughs> you guys want a Hude? Hude. Read them Kirky. Back to back dogs, prime time. Just got done watching the Monday Night Football game. <laughs> Can't wait to hear you guys' opinion on it. Um, UK, Eric Kendrick got ejected. Looks like a clean hit live, Is he just now giving us a recap of the Monday Night yeah, Football game? And now this one's at a much higher pitch. He's like, well, here's his deal with this one. Um, this one, I recorded it, and then I played it repeatedly until my parakeet learned it. And now he's actually <laughs> making the call, but he's just repeating what I am what I said in my thing. Mason, a little higher Mason pitch. Is, That's what's happening. He's now giving us a recap of the game. This is unbelievable. Let me let me see what else he's got. But I don't know. He might have tapped his helmet, but he used his shoulder, no doubt. I think both you boys picked uh, the Bears. Obviously, you weren't going with Time Time Kirk, but <laughs> thanks, thanks, my boy, my boy Kirk, hold up, held up. I just got the dub. Defense gave up maybe one touchdown, depending on the final last. Uh, Zero seconds, honestly. I can't wait for you guys' review. Can't wait to hear you boys talk about the games on uh, Christmas over the weekend. Let's see if the Bengals are in the playoffs. Spikes in the playoffs. Probably not. Can't wait for the playoff picture. But um, after 790, after this is 790, really great episode. I don't know what this guy's doing. 100 plus at Applebee's. All right. Uh... Mason, I'm cutting you off. We lost Prano again. I'll just say, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand what you're saying, Mason. Um, I don't know if you're on other drugs or just some good marijuana. If you're on some Xanax. But uh, holy cow, man. But you're making me laugh. That's all that matters. Now, we have lost Joe again. Looks like the internet is lost at his house. So we're going to have to hold tight for the YouTube crowd. My apologies. Hopefully, we can get him back so we can get through the rest of this episode. And uh, 
finish it off. Actually, Mason still has more left on this call. So let's see how far he goes down this never-ending rabbit hole. Like they have half apps. Usually when I go there, I know they have half apps. So he was, I can't remember what his bill was, but what, 120, 180 maybe. Um, but the most I've done was like two and a half hours at a China buffet. It was like China Moon, China Moon or something. So we went there, spent eight ten dollars. I don't know how much food I ate, but I had like I don't know, probably seven ten plates. Like I was there for two and a half hours. I remember I didn't use the bathroom either, and I was there. Ooh, I probably shit. Yeah, right before basketball practice. I don't know how much food I ate, but happy holidays, boys. Stay dirty. So now Mason has gone to telling a story about eating too much food at a Chinese buffet, and then he had to take a dump there. So that's, that's I guess, what Joe is rejoining. That's what Joe missed. I mean, this call is out of control. It's unbelievable. I mean, my, uh, apparently Mason's uh, did, my Wi-Fi guy over here. Did you hear the right? Could you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You probably didn't hear the rest of that call. I continued to play it since I lost you. Great. So I continue to play it now that you're back. He then went on a rant about how much food he ate at a Chinese restaurant and then had to take a dump. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> guy's out of control. I mean, Mason, you're overtaking the calls, dude. There's, there's too much going on. If you guys do want to leave a call for future 310-359-8365. Also, shout out to the Dirtballs who've left a rating on Spotify. Do that right now. If you are a Spotify listener of our podcast, please give us a five-star rating. Um, we have over 100 already since I put the word out on Monday. And uh, I know the truth is most of our listeners are Apple, a, a huge percentage. But for all the Spotify listeners, thank you. So continue with those five-star ratings. Let's do one more call and then we can get the picks. Great. Hey, Joe and Andy. It's Jacob, former San Diego Dirtball, current Texas Dirtball. I've been mulling this question over for a while. And my question is, who would play, if they were to make a movie about Andy's fourth grade basketball team last year, who would play Andy? I've been thinking about this question for a while, and I honestly can't think of a lot of people, but... There are two people that came to mind. One is Tug Coker. Not necessarily look-wise. I don't know if that's an insult or not, but anyway, just because I think he can get into the mind of Andy and can play that pretty well. And my dark horse would be Prano. What? Just because I'd like that East Coast, New York style. <laughs> Anyway, that's my question. Uh, stay dirty, and condoms are for Dean Spanos and the Chargers. So the people that are playing me are guys that are on the show. Wait, wait a second. Yeah, I listen. I like I like the suggestions. I think Tug and I could be bring very wildly different takes to it. All right, I'm gonna go more. Uh, I'm gonna go more like classical. No, so I'm gonna go. On the, on the older end, let's say we age it up a little. I'm going like a, a Chris O'Donnell. 
Then there's the kid. Remember we uh remember when you went out that one night and you were dressed exactly like the kid from Dead Poet Society? I don't know who that kid is, but he's gotta be in the mix. Ethan Hawk. Was it Ethan Hawk? Yeah, maybe it was. Um, so well, okay, we got Ethan Hawk, Chris O'Donnell. Now we're skewing older. So now we gotta come in a little younger. I think maybe we give uh you know who I think especially if we get the beard, we get him skinny again. There's a lot of, he's taking a lot of heat for playing Jerry Garcia coming up. I could see if we get a Jonah Hill going. Oh, for now that we're on the super bad kick. How about the kid who played McLovin? I'd like to see McLovin as, as there. What? The guy who played McLovin. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> No, you know who would... Uh, I just see your assistant. You know that scene? <laughs> like, It's like Andy going like, yeah, I figured we'd we'd run, uh, you know, we'd run the weave or the triangle. It's like, what do you mean? Why would you run the weave or the triangle? Well, I mean, weaves, the weave's the most possible offense in the, in the world. Look up, look it up sometime. Chicka, chicka, yeah. You know who would... Uh, well... I have gotten this is a person who I got I, I used to get comparisons to way more. Um, especially when I moved to Las Vegas. The one dude would always call me Mitch Palooza. Okay. Luke Wilson. That'd be that'd be kind of a good fit. So like I had a lot of uh a lot of people that it, they'd be like, oh Mitch Palooza, you know, from his nickname from old school. Now, these days also, you can't really get away. We can't just like we can't just like cast two white dudes. So like, let's say your assistant coach is white. I think we got to throw in some potential like non uh, white, some, some diversity for you. So how about like a um, uh, how about like a, like one of the guys from Key and Peele? Oh, for me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like how we can get a little diversity going. You can, Andy, I understand that you're two white guys coaching a team full of white guys, but that's not going to sell in Hollywood. Okay. We can't do that. Um, so perhaps like um, Jamie Foxx, me. Yeah. You can, or, <laughs> or like a, a Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I can see that. The girl from Insecure. I think that's it. I think it's going to be the girl from Insecure. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. FYI, uh, that I coached the fourth grade team this year. That was the third, the third grade team. Oh, okay. It's- also, by the way, if we were going to do, I, I actually, I think I have it. I've got the answer. I've got the official answer. This is who is a hundred percent getting cast. This is like, if I'm directing, this is who's getting cast or I walk somebody who can get into Andy Ruther's skin. Somebody who has somebody who can make the Andy Ruther character come alive, take all of the standout parts of your personality and just enhance them. Also somebody with youth basketball coaching experience. I'm casting Chris wild as Andy Ruther. That's it. That's the answer. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should it. have Chris Wilde on 
the next episode. He loves to come on around Christmas time and we'll talk about how he would handle playing Andy Ruther in uh, a championship bowl of chili or whatever this movie is called. Chili is for closers. What, what are we calling this? I don't know, but the movie really wouldn't be about me because I'm the assistant coach, right? I'm, I'm not right. the, you know, I'm not the head dog here. I'm, I'm the, and, and the rule in the league is it's so stupid. Two coaches are not allowed to stand up. Most refs don't enforce. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Did you guys take turns or you just basically stay seated the whole time? I mostly stay seated the whole time. I, I don't know if it's because of COVID or if it was a COVID rule and then they just kept it, but most refs don't care. And half the time I'm standing up because as an assistant, I'm talking, you know, I miss a lot of the action, right? Cause I'm talking to the kids on the bench or I'm saying, Hey, go in for this person. And you know, I'm doing that stuff. It's the assistant, right? I'm doing the, the bitch work, but I did have a, a ref a couple of weeks ago. I stood up where the game started again, not to even, it was to grab one of my kids and say, Oh, do you see that play? That's how we want to do it. The ref instantly was like, sit down. You can't be standing up. Chris one- Wild is Andy Ruther in Sideline Chili. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Let's do one more call. I think Jonathan Lipnicki should be the kid humping the tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> He's 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, let me uh, let me do one more call. You know my fourth grade hard on weighs seven pounds. You're like Jesus. <laughs> let me do one more call. Hey, Peter here, Michigan Dirtball. This call is in response to Randy Ruther. Um, I just want to say that as a Lions fan, I I feel your pain, and I like I understand why you're excited. And this whole thing should make you feel good because you are in our bracket, like of big trash teams. And, you know, the other, it always comes around and then they always disappoint you and you just have to live with that and not invest too much in it. Um, and then secondly, to the more important part of the call, what the fuck is who day? It like, it really just makes you sound like Walmart brand Saints fans. And that's not a good look. Um, but I mean, maybe that just means you get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs kind of shittily every year, which I guess kind of tracks. So enjoy that. Condoms are for everyone that thinks Urban Meyer should ever have a fucking job again. I Some serious shots to Randy Ruther. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I am not, I have not, you know, done the anthropology anthropological background on this myself personally, but I believe this is just speculation and hearsay and, you know, coming from the drug addled mind of Joe Prano, but I believe who day actually predates who dat. Well, I looked it up last night. It actually doesn't. Okay. So the who day who dat? Let's start with who dat. Most of the origins go back to Southern University in Baton Rouge. And 
I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm briefly reading the article again. It's like also a couple high school teams and then Alcorn University and LSU were using the chant. So Southern University was two high school teams, St. Augustine and Patterson were using it. Again, all Louisiana based, Baton Rouge slash, you know, New Orleans area is based. The first documented use of the chant by the Saints was in a 1972 article. And then in 1979, New Orleans legend Aaron, Aaron Neville recorded a version of When the Saints Go Marching In, and he added in the chant, Who dat say gonna beat them Saints? Now, who day has two possible origins as well. Well, well not possible. Like, they're, they're related. So during the Bengals' first Super Bowl run in 81, uh, a Hudipol, Hudipol is a big local beer here. Hudipol beer. They did a beer can that season. So it's spelled H-U-D-E-P-O-H-L is Hudipol beer. They made their own beer, Who Day, off of Hudipol, H-U dash day. And they wrote Who Day, as in like Hudipol, Who Day going to think they beat them bangles. So they did that in 81. There was also a local car commercial. I mean, this is pathetic. See, I actually have an, an issue with the this thing all the time because here's it's it's almost like who day, who dat, who's it's a question of who's gonna beat these teams. And like when I was in New Orleans and the Giants beat the Saints, I was like, We we dat. Like that was you're asking a question and and we're giving you an answer. It's like it's almost like who dat? It's like, well, whoever you're playing, that's who. Kind of a dumb thing. Anyway, it, who yeah. day, who dat, doesn't matter. The Bengals, I just, I just love that. I mean, Randy Ruther as essentially looked on uh, from the dirty sport, from the dirtball fam as just like a, you know, he's a, he's like a celebrity Lions fan. Like, you're no, but they, they look at you in the same vein as a Lions fan. You're like that guy who dresses up as a lion and goes to games. Well, we were texting last night. You and, and I, you and Randy. And I'll, I'll be honest, like I wasn't holding back. Like I was like, dude. But I mean, I said some things. I said, you should be put in a mental hospital for thinking they'll win a playoff game. And he's like, we're going to do it. I'll just read you the text. I said, the sad part is you really believe it. I really think this is sad. They will never win a playoff game as long as Mike Brown is alive. And he said, I 100% believe it. This was his reason. It's a season where the Lions just beat the Cardinals. The league is nuts this year. I wrote, that's your reason, question mark? A regular season upset at home? Big fucking deal. And I, was, I wasn't holding back. Man, the Randy Ruther, Andy Ruther text exchange. Savage. It's like bizarro world. He said, I think Joe Burrow is so much of a winner that he can make it happen. I said, based on what? He said, look at his QB rating. I said, well, first of all, I don't know what that means. I said, he already, sh he did not respond. My last three texts to, to him were this. He already shredded his knee. He's already been bangalized. He was also leading the league in turnovers and most sacks heading into last week's game. Biggest mistake he ever made was letting them draft him. He should have refused. And Randy did not respond to that. Hey, again, if I lose this bet, 
Randy Ruther will host the show with you if the Bengals win a playoff game. Now, I want to let you know, there's another guy, Sandy Ruther, <laughs> who texted me the other day. Okay. Is there now a third? And uh, he wanted to make the point because he was upset at your um, criticism of Zach Taylor. And he wanted to let you know, he said, tell Andy and Randy, for that matter, that Sandy Ruther said Jimmy Johnson was 19 and 29 in his first three seasons. Bengals need to keep their head coach. Hold on. He was 19 and 29. Say yeah. that again. Say that again. 19 and 29. Say it again. First Say it again. Seasons. 19 and 29. Keep saying it. How much was he? 29. 19 and 29. Zach Taylor is 1431. That's a huge difference. He's 14 and 31. Jimmy Johnson had led the Miami Hurricanes to a national title. Zach Taylor was the quarterback's coach who had previously basically been fired from the University of Cincinnati as an offensive coordinator. What are we doing here, Joe Prano? What are we doing? What are we doing? This, this is not a comparison. I mean, I think the comparison is, you know, you were sort of basing it solely on his record in, in his first three seasons. And the argument was both of those guys turned it around pretty quickly. I am basing it on everything I've said. The record, the previous positions, your resume, all of the above. But it's fine. Well, I mean, I know. I see what what what's going to be interesting is how is this going to play out when they make the playoffs? What do I do? Our pick'em will be done. Do I pick the Bengals to win so that you're assuming they, they make lose? The playoffs. Or you're assuming they make the playoffs? I, assuming, I think the Bengals will make the playoffs, and I think there's a good chance too. But that's a big assumption. They are in a great position if they handle things this week against Baltimore at home. So with that being said, we should get to the picks. We absolutely should. You went a perfect five, four, five against me last week in different picks. The COVID week did not bend. Sorry, did not break my way at all. So now the lead is two. Andy Ruther late in pick'em seasons is like Kirk Cousins and the Cincinnati Bengals in the fourth quarter. Like you've ever, you've blown more leads than you've, than you've come back from. Yeah. It's been an epic failure as of late. I was, there was, there was an entire Reddit thread devoted to burying me. I believe it was in like week six or week seven. They had just they threw dirt on my, on what they assumed was my dead body. And then I undertakered out of the coffin. They, the, the, somebody had a hold of my shoulder pad and like Eli Manning, I escaped and now I've, I've dropped back and I'm in the process of heaving. Hey, I never said it was over. You wanted me to say it. I never said it. Yeah. Cause I know it's a long season. 18 weeks. We have three weeks left. The ball is in the air. Is it going to be caught and pinned against the David Tyree helmet? I'm excited, though. I'm excited. 
Either way, it's going to be fun. We can start off tonight's game. San Francisco at Tennessee, who is just reeling. It is a West to East game, and it's also an early week West to East game. Three-point Titan favorites. I will pull up. I think this is important for us, even though it's going to change. Like you said, we're just going to have to deal with it. The COVID list. I'll pull it up and see if we got any significant people out for either team. So it's three-point Titans favorites at home. The Titans are missing. Again, this is as of now. Offensive guard, a cornerback. San Francisco has none. So it's not really affecting on this game. This is a tough one. It's a tough one. Does Tennessee lose? The question that we have to both ask ourselves, is Tennessee going to lose again? Tennessee is a three-point favorite? Yes. That's the question. Is Tennessee going to lose this again? No, I'm sorry. I am completely sorry. I misread that. San Francisco, my apologies, is a three-point favorite. I was like, I'm taking San Francisco if you've got Tennessee as a three-point favorite on our lines. My apologies. San Francisco is a three-point favorite. That definitely changes things because I was going to say San Francisco. I'll go first. I'm, I'm behind the eight ball right now, I feel. I feel the pressure. Got everybody coming at me. You, Randy Ruther, Sandy <laughs> Ruther. Such an important game for both teams. I'll preface it with that. We all know what's at stake here. First place in that division for Tennessee. They've swept the Colts, so they, they control a lot of that. And then you have a playoff spot for the Niners who are playing pretty good football, minus that loss to Seattle a few weeks ago. Tennessee is, is, is so tough to watch right now offensively. Garoppolo has been playing great. Short week, though. I'm going to give it to Tennessee. Mm. I think the short week matters here. Sadly, I was trying to let you talk yourself into San Francisco. I'm also on Tennessee. I can see the Niners winning by two, can't you? I can see the, I can see the Niners just losing this game. I can see the Tennessee yeah. just having a bounce back. Yeah. All that being said, I, I, I in my heart, I have I was, to. Get- I was sitting there just waiting for... Waiting, waiting, waiting on you to. Yeah, we're both on Tennessee. Okay. Next up, another must-win game, particularly for the Browns. Browns at Packers, seven and a half point. Packers favorites. They they blew last week. As far as covering, Browns have been decimated. They still are. I'm pulling up FYI. They have. I don't know if some of these guys are going to come off because they're still listed, like a like a Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield. They're still listed on that, but they were December 14th, December 15th. I assume they're going to come off. Kareem Hunt, Jadavian Clowney. A lot of guys on here. This is in Green Bay? Correct. Okay, so I'm up first, seven and a half. Yeah. I am going to 
do what I did last week. I'm going to ride the AFC North against the Packers. I think the Packers win this game just as I thought. I never for one second thought the Packers were going to lose a football game last week. And yet I picked the uh, Ravens. I think we see this down the stretch for the Packers. I think they're going to play some tight games, but I, but I'll say this. I think they're going to play some tight games, win those tight games, and go into the playoffs a one seed, feeling very happy and confident. Um, I like the Packers' chances, but I like the Browns to cover this game. Well, here's my yeah, and here's my thing with the Browns. I agree with you because the Browns, even they, you know, they had a guy who hadn't played at all in Nick Mullins at all. Yeah, like he just joined the team. They almost won that game because they found a way to make a passer here and there. And let's not forget, they do have a really good defense. No. What? And then they run the ball. Looks like we lost Joe again. I'll just go through my stuff, and then uh, hopefully we get him back here soon. Anyway, the Browns will take the ball away from Aaron Rodgers if they run even decently to mediocre because that's what they do. And I think that keeps these games within reach, as you saw the Raiders game. I know that was at home, but you also had a ton of guys out. I totally agree with Joe. I think the Browns will cover the spread. I think the Packers win. Seven and a half is too much for me. So Joe and I both agree the Packers will cover the spread. I'm sorry. I take that back. The Browns will cover the spread. My apologies. All right. Hopefully we get Joe back on. He's back. I think my internet has COVID. Yeah, I literally just said that. I was like, COVID's ravaging New York and it's ma- it's ravaging the Wi-Fi situation. Sorry about that, guys. All good. Again, I'll edit this out for the audio. So Hopefully Joe we'll is get through the rest of them here. Yeah. So Joe is back. So we can do this Colts Cardinals game, which I was just contemplating for a minute. So we both took we're 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 together on two picks so far we are okay next up i'll go first colts at cardinals Ooh, the cardinals are reeling cardinals are reeling and they need this they're tied with the rams now for first colts are playing great football huge game in arizona what is the spread of this game one and a half cardinals Ooh, i know Real tough one right here. Look, man, I I want to pick the Colts. I really do. Everything in me says pick the Colts. They got the nice running game, which keeps the offense off the field for the Cardinals. You know what? I am going to pick the Colts. Fuck it. You, you know why? I saw something the other day. Where did I see this? Cliff Kingsbury is awful in the second half, his entire coaching career. Like they had a, of seasons or games? Yes, yeah, yeah, of seasons. They had a breakdown like going like, you know, year is called. They're like, it's crazy to see. He does it all the time. I'm going to take the Cardinals just because you took the Colts. I was, I was getting ready to fade you on the, the, uh, the, the Cardinals pick. I mean, I think this is going to be a field goal game. To be I totally agree. honest with you, I agree. Uh, I think this is going to come back down to it at the end. I also think that this has the potential of being low scoring. Um, 
you know, I, I know like we, you, you talk about their running game, Arizona, just like they have not been able to figure it out. Uh, this game's a stay away for me, but I'm going to go with a, a Cardinals field goal to win it at the buzzer to keep their NFC West hopes alive. I also just think to be totally honest, like um, if you if, if you're, if you're somebody who's thinking about uh, wagering on this game, how long in the NFL do do teams really trend? Like honestly, like th- this to me has all the makings of a like a oh the Car- the Cardinals have a good game after playing bad for a couple weeks and the Colts have a bad game after playing good for a couple weeks. So I'm actually talking myself into being more confident in this. I'm going with the Cardinals. Let's go. Yeah. No, you're probably right. I mean, this is definitely not a game that I feel too much confidence in. I definitely would never bet on this game. Yeah. All right. So we finally have a different pick. Bucks at Panthers. Bucks are 10 point favorites. No brainer for me. Bucks bounce back game. This I'm bet I will bet this game. Uh I think but the that Chris was Godwin a, down for the year. Yeah. I guess who's now, coming back? It's funny how this works. Who's coming back? Antonio. Oh, Brown. Antonio Brown. I mean, we got to talk about this. I mean, dude, like Bruce Arians, man. I don't care. I really don't care, but Bruce Air, that's like it's kind of an embarrassing flip by Bruce Arians, right? Like no, why total even flip? Why even put yourself in that position? Why not just be like why not just be like, hey, you know what? We're playing good football right now and we don't need Antonio Brown. And then just be like, hey, we're down a receiver and we do need him. Like, don't give me this whole like what do you say? The storylines have changed. The whatever it's just like be just Bruce Arians be like look I'm a fat man in a kangle I just care about winning football games I don't give a fuck about I don't give a fuck if Antonio Brown comes here and punches a girl in the locker room and starts spraying a syringe full of COVID on everybody I don't give a shit we lost a receiver we have one we're bringing it back like just so, own so, it yeah, own so when he, you're just a piece of shit so he said he didn't want him the first time they ended up taking him. Again, this time it was like, dude, he's probably not coming back because he lied about getting the, you know, getting the vaccine. And then obviously the fake vaccine cards. He said, I wasn't very proud of what he did this time in reference to the fake vaccine cards, but I've got a spot in my heart for him now. What? Yeah. He said, I think he's, I think he's working at it. He's still got a ways to go. He's working hard at it. No, dude, you just lost Chris Godwin for the yeah, year. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Mike Evans is hurt, and Leonard Fournette's hurt. Come on. Like you said, just call it what it is. You need a wide receiver. He's like, Fournette's hurt, and listen, I feel like OJ has, you know, he's he's done the crime. He's done the time. And people are like, actually, <laughs> OJ didn't do the time for murder. He did it for, like, robbing somebody. Was, he's like, listen, he was in jail. And I still think he's got some, you know, fight left in him. And he's going to be starting at running back this week. And Tom Brady's like, yeah, of course. I'm all for this. Well, I agree. I think it's a bounce back game. And I think uh, I think the Bucks win in cover because, I mean, Cam, dude, I watched a lot of that game last week against the Bills with the Panthers. I Come on. I just don't see it. All right. So we both go Bucks, win in cover. Next up, Chargers at Texans. 
Chargers are 10 point favorites. I'm first. I'm going to say Chargers win and cover in a blowout. I'm with you. We, I, 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 I played the Houston game last week and I, and I was happy with it, but you yeah, know me, I don't, we both did. I don't like, I don't like to play the Houston game too often. Houston, you have a problem and it's that your fucking franchise stinks. Yeah. Giants at Eagles. Eagles are nine and a half point favorites. Who is playing for you guys this week? I goddamn hope it's Jake Fromm. But I'm doing it this week. I'm, I said I wouldn't do it last week against the Cowboys. I said I wouldn't do it with Mike Glennon. I'm hopeful it's Jake Fromm. I'm taking my Giants. Hate the Eagles. Everybody, once again, Andy, I'm hoping that you're a part of this. I'm group. not. I'm Jump not. on the Eagles bandwagon. Jalen Hurts, quarterback of the future. Nick Sirianni, give him a lifetime contract. I'm on this Giants team. Who's starting for quarterback for you guys? I think Jake Fromm, but I'm not positive. Let's, if it's not, then I actually do think Joe Judge should be fired. Okay. Uh, not for firing Joe Judge. I, I was going to pick the Giants, but fuck it. When you got a two-point lead, sometimes you got to play risky. No risk it, no biscuit. I don't like this, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. I hate this because it's a big spread and division game, but I'll go Honestly, Eagles. Honestly, I kind of like a I kind of like a Jake from money line for you betters out there. Nine and a half points. What's it? What's the money line on this game? I hope it's Jake from because he'll, he'll get destroyed. Oh, it is Jake from. I think it is. Okay. Good Dude, luck. Jake from Jake from that was Jake from's first appearance last week since the SEC championship game. Jake from Jake from State Farm is a winner. Okay, we'll see. Next up, Ravens at Bengals. As previously discussed, Bengals are three point favorites. Joe, what say you? Bengals, is it my pick? Yeah, Bengals crush them earlier in the year in Baltimore. Can Randy Ruther get a who day? I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin Randy Ruther's Christmas. I'm taking the Bengals. Well, looking at the COVID list, the Ravens are hurt. Or they're, you know, they got I played, I played, listen, I'm now just doing, I've taken my NBA zigzag theory and I am, I'm going to play it to the best of my abilities for the end of football season. I rode the Ravens last week. This week, I'm off the Ravens. Well, look, man. Every ounce of me wants to pick Baltimore as a Mike Brown hater. You I are. A, I mean, you have you had a game this year where you didn't take the Cincinnati Bengals? So I'm honest question. No, I'm taking the Bengals. No, I'm taking the Bengals every week. No, I, I haven't taken them a lot of weeks. I didn't take them against San Francisco. I didn't take them against Denver last week. I didn't take them against the Chargers. I've been taking them the last three weeks. I'm not taking the Bengals the last three weeks. This week I am. I think the Bengals win this game. Which probably means I'm saying I think they win the division. The Bengals have so much more talent than the Ravens. And if Lamar Jackson comes back from an injury, I don't, I don't, you know, I I don't like a hurt Lamar. The, the Bengals just have more talent and more depth. They do. 
look, I, I'm going to be a Bengals hater, but I'm also going to be a realist. And you have some nerve to say, I take the Bengals every week. Clearly, I don't. I bet you I've, I bet you I've definitely taken, I've bet against them the majority of the time. All right. So we're going to, we're going to be in agreement there. So shout out to Randy Ruther because I just jinxed the Bengals. Bengals win and cover. All right. I'm up first next week or next game. Lions at Falcons. Oh, here's a tough one, Joe. Lions six point favorites. I'm sorry. Falcons six point favorites. Everyone is riding the Lions high after last week. I got it. Who's up first? I am. I'm going to take the Lions to cover. Andy, is this going to be it? Is this it? Is this the nail on my is this the nail on my coffin for the season? Do it. Am I going to undo my season by taking the team I said I would not take? What is the spread? Okay, so I'm looking at hold on before we do these picks. I'm looking. So it's six. There's not a single person on the Falcons on the COVID list. The line actually this helps my cause. The Lions have two. Their tackle Matt Nelson and their quarterback Jared Goff. So Goff probably is not playing. Goff's not playing. Yeah. Ah, this is tough. I'm taking the Lions. Fuck it. I know you are. I think I got to take the Lions too. I'm not. I'm not getting undone by the Falcons. <laughs> I so wanted you to pick the Falcons. I'm not getting undone by the Falcons. Not in uh, this game. I so it's in Atlanta. Be. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. I'll save it for a different one. All right. Jags at Jets. Oh, bad game here. You're up. Jags are one point favorites in New York. The Jags are one point favorites in New York? Yeah. I'm going to go with the Jags. Zigzag theory. Played the Jets last week. Got one on you. You did. I'm going to go with Jags as well. I mean, that's what a game like this should be the Jags Jets game in what is this week? 15, 16, week 16 should be like a should be like bowl should be like college head coaches that leave for other schools. Just like, just fucking skip it. We have to do this. Why do these guys have to play? <laughs> Why do they have to play? Yeah. Give them half a win. I know. Oh, what a bad game. I'll just go Jags. I don't really care. Okay, I'm up. Rams at Vikings. Rams are three-point favorites on the road. I'm going to go Rams win and cover. Mm, this is tough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the Rams as well. I just love this Rams team, man. I'm a fan of this Rams team. I'm not going to get burned by a Kirk Cousins pick against a team I like. Can I get two to one on a Beckham touchdown for 25 bucks? He caught one ball for seven yards last week. It's coming off of COVID. Your 25, your your $50 Jersey Mike's gift card to my 25. Two for one. Two for one. You don't think it's plus 200 for an anytime Odell touchdown this week on the road in Minnesota? Fine. Give me how much did he play last week? 
Not much. Hey, not much. But he was in there. Yeah, whatever. I'll give you two to one. Let's go. Now I'm now I'm hard on this Rams team. Makes me want to switch my pick, but I'm not. Okay. Bills at Patriots. Ooh. Pats are a two-point favorite. Coming off a tough week. I mean, this game they dominated, at least from the line of scrimmage when they played in Buffalo offensively. Is this me? Yeah. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. I was just going to say that, dude. I think the Bills win. I think the Bills win, too. I mean, honestly, when you look at that Bills-Patriots game, like I feel like the Patriots won that game solely because it was play. I mean, unless you're having 50, 60-mile-an-hour wins this week, it's a cent- I mean, I know it's a home game, but Bills aren't going to be done in by the cold. I'm going with the Bills. Yeah. I actually like this game for the Bills. Yeah, I think it's a nice game. All right, Bears at Seahawks. Another game we can just pass. Seahawks are six and a half point favorites. I'm up. Seahawks are trash, man. I thought the Bears look so bad offensive. Actually, the Bears kept getting the ball close and then they just couldn't do anything last week or they turn it over. I think they're just done. Both teams are just done, which makes me think it's going to be a closer game. I'm going to go bears. Let no, don't do it. Cook. Don't do it. If the Seahawks crush them in some meaningless game and I lose a point, I'm gonna be so mad. Let Ru- actually, I, as as a guy who wants the Seahawks to win this game, let Russ hand the ball off in I form. Let Russ do. Let Russ make a souffle. Let Russ sous chef. Don't even let Russ actually cook anything. Just let, let him do all the slicing of the vegetables. Let Russ appetize. <laughs> yeah. Let Russ. Let, let Russ. <laughs> let Russ hostess. Let me show you guys your seats. I like the let Russ hostess. That's got a good ring to it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I bet he'd be a great hostess. He's got that personality. He's all happy and hey, yeah. how you guys? Welcome to TGI Fridays. How what's your party? And then you today? get to your table and you sit down, and he walks back to the major D stand, and you're like, that guy was a little bit much, wasn't he? Why did he keep calling himself Mister Unlimited? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, are you Johnson? Party is six. Oh, we got your table ready. I have friends named the Johnsons. Are you guys related to them? That's a pretty common name. Your server will be right over. Thanks, Mr. Unlimited. Have you guys ever thought about Jesus Christ and devoting your life to him? <laughs> I do like a Bible seminar weekly at the uh, the place out back right next to the restaurant if you want to come. DK will be your waiter, but I can get you guys a drink started. Has anybody thought about giving themselves over to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? 
Is that one of the cocktails? Can you just get the fuck out of here? If you guys have any questions or concerns, our general manager, Pete, is really good. and He's really nice. He chews a lot of gum, kind of annoying, but he's a good dude. I'm currently raising his baby with my girlfriend. Not a big deal. We don't talk about it. <laughs> okay, so you're going with Seattle, and I'm going with the Bears. Oh, I hate that fucking pick. That's the, that's the one pick I don't like this week so far like the most. All right, Broncos at the Raiders. Raiders coming off a last-second win. They're at the Raiders. They're a point underdog. Okay, you go first. This is an easy pick for me. I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, me too. The Raiders. Raiders and the Broncos, man. That AFC, that AFC West. What an interesting division this year. You have. The the like chargers that are coming on kind of late, but like still a disappointing season. The slow start by the fucking Chiefs. Now the one seed. And then the Raiders and the Broncos are just like winning random games here. Like I feel like they're the same team. Yeah. They should they should join forces and just like be a competitor in the AFC West sometime in the next five years. I agree. <sighs> I think I think the winner of this game, the loser of this game, should have to disband and join the other team. I like it. Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites. I'm first. You know the Steelers just they continue to win games or be in games. Not this. Oh, actually, I say that and I'm remembering Kelsey and Hill are out. What's the spread on this game? Seven and a half. I mean, if we just one was out, I mean, Kelsey's bigger to me than Hill. Kelsey and Hill are out. The spread has come down. The spread opened at nine and a half. You think that's the reason it's dropped so much because of those two guys? Probably. God, I hate to do this. Am I really going to pick the Steelers? They just find ways to stay in these fucking games. I know. It's fucking annoying. I'm going to have to do it. Let's go, Chiefs. I love this Chiefs game. Let's go. The fucking Steelers can't score. The Chiefs could score with five. I'm I changing my pick, Dad. No, 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 no. I literally slow played it. I Two touchdowns for Chris Kringle, one for Pringle. Who's scoring these points for the Chiefs? It doesn't matter. Dude, I wanted to go to Chiefs. And I was like convincing myself, I'm going Chiefs. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going back on it. I don't know I'm going to do that, but like I wanted to go Chiefs, but do you want me to go Steelers? No, I want you to do whatever you want. I don't want, I definitely don't want some. You go into week 18, down six. You're, you're, you give me this, you know, this resignation week 18 where you're like, yo, you made it to the Chiefs. We had the COVID week. We had the week where I just gave you a bunch of games because I knew you were done. I had the week where I've, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I got to go Chiefs. All right, Washington. At Dallas. Sunday night game. Dallas is 10-point favorites. 
Let's get an update because I know they were ravaged by it. Washington, not as bad right now. It's a big spread. Will will they have a quarterback back? Yeah, it looks like. Okay, then I'm going to go with Washington. Yeah, that was my concern too. Um, Heineke is back. Dallas isn't really affected. I got to go Washington. Keep it a decently close game. All right. Last but not least, Miami, one and a half point favorites at the Saints. Miami's won six in a row. They haven't really beaten anybody. They just keep repeating bad teams. Saints are coming off a... The Saints can't do anything offensively. Not at all. But God damn, their defense, dude. It gets to the quarterback. Now, Tua is a little more elusive than Tom Brady, right? Sure. Miami's won six in a row. Is Miami going to win seven in a row? I'm saying no. I'm going to go with the Saints to win and cover. I'm with you. Hate this Saints team. Hate the quarterback situation. Hate the quarterback situation in Miami. I don't like Miami winning seven in a row. It's at Saints, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm going with the Saints as well. Who dat? Not too many different games this week. Three, maybe four? I think four. So we'll see. Thought I lost you again for a minute. You didn't say anything. I was no, like, oh boy. Here. I'm just I'm just doing the math. I'm like, okay, I'm down two. What's likely to happen is one somebody goes, you know, three and one. If somebody if we go two and two, I've stuck at two. If I go three and one, we're even. If you go three and one, you're back up four. I don't think somebody's sweeping four and oh. I mean, last week was a outlier. Well, we still have two more weeks after that, though. I know. I know. I'm just just strategizing here. Would have loved to have that Chiefs game. I'd love it when it's an odd number. That way somebody gets it either way. But, you know, these are the strategies. Cookie crumbles, Joe. Isn't that what they say? Yep. Let's go Jake Fromm. Those are the picks. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Those are the picks. Once again, if you want to drop a review or a rating on Spotify, we really appreciate that. Drop five stars. I'd appreciate that more. Or you can leave a review on Apple to get you some koozies. Just leave your Instagram or Twitter handle in the review. Uh, well, come see me. I've got three shows the day after Christmas in New York City. Two at Gotham Comedy Club. One at The Stand. I'll also be doing the fantastic Frantic at The Stand on Monday. And then, of course... I'll be headlining Thursday at House of Comedy in Arizona. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, opening for Eddie Ift. If you're in the Phoenix, Scottsdale area, come on down, especially come Thursday. Could use your support for a weekday headlining gig or come out for the rest of the weekend and watch myself and Eddie. I'll be up in San Francisco for Sketchfest the third week of January. All right. Well, that is the episode. Uh, much thanks to everybody for supporting us. Made it almost another year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. Merry Christmas to everybody. Enjoy the time with your family. Give them big hugs. Tell them you love them. 
And of course, despite the fact that it's ravaged by COVID, enjoy opening day of the NBA season. You're probably like, you guys just a football show at this point? It's like, guys, I don't know if you remember. There's a very strict and strong Joe Prano rule. The NBA does not officially start until Christmas. So we got NBA opening night tip-off on Saturday. Yeah, and you know, if you have any good discussions with your family about Star Wars, please let us know if there's anyone else out there who thinks Revenge of the Sith is the best movie. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on all the platforms, but especially on Spotify where you can newly rate it. Yeah. And uh, check out our Reddit where I'm going to put my three Desert Island movies, the two other ones that are going to Top Gun when I sit down with pen and paper and figure out what those are going to be. All right, guys, that's the show. Have a great Christmas, a great holidays, and uh, be smart, be merry, be safe. And don't forget to also stay dirty.